Hello and welcome to Money Life News and Views. I'm Devashish Basu. Last week, I was chatting with a retired banker who has his savings invested largely in stocks. Like many thoughtful people hoping to see a just and equitable society, he was concerned about what he says, what's going on in the country. He wants a change for the better. And then he hastened to add with a tinge of alarm, of course, if Modi does not come back to power next year, I'm sure 20% of my portfolio would be wiped out. The Indian stock market is carrying what can be called a Modi premium. Last Friday, the market jumped up to an all-time high on the news of higher growth rate of gross domestic product and also several opinion polls favoring a return of the Bharatiya Janata Party to some of the main states that rule northern India, like Madhya Pradesh and Rajasthan. Our retired banker is not alone in acknowledging the Modi premium. In the absence of a clear alternative of set of leaders, the same thought would perhaps dominate the minds of millions of people whether or not to support the current regime. Over the last few years, tens of millions of new investors have entered the capital market. In September alone, more than 3 million new DMAT accounts were opened, the same number as in August. Cumulatively, India has more than 130 million DMAT accounts now, with two to three million accounts added every month. This wildfire growth has been a result of a set of fortuitous factors, such as the ease of opening accounts by using other record-breaking initial public offerings, aggressive account acquisition campaigns by brokerage firms, impact of social media, and the extremely strong performance of small and mid-cap stocks over the last three years. As a result, the total DMAT account in India has jumped from 40 million, just 40 million, at the end of FY1920 to 130 million at present. Imagine the enormous implications of these numbers. Compulsory dematerialization was introduced in 1996. Over the next 24 years, the number had slowly moved up to 40 million. And then in just three and a half years, more than 3.2 times to 130 million. This means that 90 million new investors or two and a half times the total DMAT population which were accumulated over the past 24 years have entered the market in the last three years alone, 3.2 times over three years alone. They have only known a bull market one that has constantly climbed over every wall of worry, such as pandemic, high inflation, high oil prices, global disruptions, including the Russia-Ukraine war, high US interest rates, now the recently Israel-Hamas war, global, global slowdown in trade, and so on. These 90 million new in, uh, newbie investors have never faced, faced a crushing bear market, and forget about economic and market cycles. Most are young investors who view market dips as an opportunity to buy. They have absolutely no idea that periodically, sometimes for many years at a stretch, the main stock market indices such as Nifty and Sensex give you almost no returns. During such times, small cap stocks, which are the main beneficiaries of the current bull market, can get decimated. Remember, from January 2018 to August 2019, under the same Modi regime, Nifty Small Cabinet Next was down 40%. It can happen again. Such dips and crests used to happen regularly in the past, 
But the general assumption today is that India has changed so fundamentally and we are on an uninterrupted growth track fueled by higher government revenues which are funding investment in urban infrastructure, railway modernization and a large defense budget that is helping local companies due to the indigenization. On the other side, the youth has more money to invest and is attracted to the stock market. A combination of economic growth, larger household and corporate surpluses, and a new attitude to risk-taking by investors make for a long-term bull market. Interestingly, while GDP growth of 7.6% in the second quarter is being celebrated, sales growth for the top 500 companies, such as Nifty 500 companies, was just 3.5%, not even beating the inflation. According to our research, the current euphoria of small cap stocks and IPOs leave absolutely no room for error. Most small cap companies are now being quoted at their historically peak valuations. Valuations matter for future returns. They have always mattered. Returns are low when valuations are high, that is, starting valuations are high. And then there is, of course, the Modi premium. To put it differently, some attribute our economic growth and the consequent bull market entirely to him, while our banker friend is worried about so-called compromised courts, one-sided media coverage, rising intolerance, lies spread through social media so very easily, and the brutal state power unleashed on selected few, and would like this to change, it will only be possible with a regime change. But then, will a new regime deliver a higher economic growth? There is no such indication because most opposition leaders never talk about economics or policy. It's only about subsidies. We have forgotten that the United Progressive Alliance, which ruled over us for two terms, was voted out because of policy paralysis and corruption. We do not know if the ordinary voter who has not seen the same benefits as investors will think like our, like our bank or friend. And then there is also another possibility. Economic growth, which we take for granted, slows down for a completely different set of local or global factors not in anybody's control. And the Modi premium vanishes. After all, there was no growth worth talking about between 2014 and 2020 for six long years, the first part of the Modi regime. As of now, though, the Modi premium has been reinforced and very strongly indeed. Thanks for watching. But if you do like, share and do subscribe. Thanks.